five inches of beauty. Doesn't have quite the same effect. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Hammer the Over. Today is January 17th, 2018, and holy shit, guys. <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. I'm with Tom Evans back today. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, this, I, I, I'm surprised we're here right now. There's a chance that last week's podcast was the last one. The last one. And it was like, close when, to being the last like, one. If we well, had, Fred would have been dead. I would so. have been dead. <laughs> Minneapolis miracle is really that I'm still alive. Yeah, like, actually, That play kept me going. Um, we've got a full pack schedule today. We're going to talk some of our CEOs, Mark, uh, his backstabbing to Tom, yep. uh, Minneapolis Miracle recap, our thoughts during the game, what we were doing, how we were feeling, uh, uh, actual game repa- uh, recap where we talk about what actually happened during the game, and then a preview of both the AFC games uh, and our game against Philly on Sunday night, as well as some NBA talk. There's been some drama going on in the NBA, some some weird back tunnel, backstabbing um, Weird business stuff. going on, and then uh, we got five minutes of Doug after that. So uh, <laughs> let's start with Tom and uh, Mark's betrayal. Mark's betrayal. Uh, the background on this is on Saturday night, I was at uh, CEO Sam's house uh, with my girlfriend Jenny, Sam, Rachel, and then Mark came, and then Church and uh, Emily Church came, and then uh, Dave was there too. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much the same crew as the the football game. Just. Right, right. And so, you know, I got a couple beers in me, and I'd been thinking about going on the Saints game, and then I was like, you know what? I really want to buy tickets. Like, who, you know, is in a good financial position and to purchase expensive yeah. tickets with me? And I was like, wow, it's great Mark sitting right next to me. I know he does well for himself, yeah. and he's okay. and Pays our bills. Right. So I'm thinking, let's, I'm going to convince Mark here to go to the game with me. So we started having a conversation. He like you know he's been pretty iffy, but he's like I'm, I think I'm starting to get him kind of worked over the line mm-hmm. to pull the trigger on mm-hmm. the tickets, and I find like these really nice seats, um, one two sets of seats, one in the lower level in the bowl for like three hundred some dollars, and then one in the middle of the bowl, which is where he wanted to be on the second deck, kind of like the C two, whatever right. you know where that is, yeah, yeah. for about the same price. And I'm like, all right, Mark, like this is what you wanted, like let's pull the trigger on these. He's like, okay, let me think about it. I give him to like eight eight thirty. You know, after we get through the fees thing, it jacks up to like about you know north of four hundred or yeah. close to four hundred. He says, "I'm out, can't do it anymore." I'm like, "How do you not see the yeah. fees coming?" Fast forward to Sunday. Guess where, who goes where, to the game? Where was Mark on Sunday? Guess who goes to the game? I'm thinking Mark's coming over to my house. Yeah, I was actually I was shocked when like I didn't know Wally was going. I, I was shocked when they weren't there. I, obviously, I was out of the loop on that situation, but Mark's not there, and I'm like, what's going on? So I, you know, t- to be fair, uh, when Wally offered me the tickets since I would already confirmed everyone uh, at my house, I think Wally was like, because of Mark's betrayal a little bit, was like, I'll give Tom the first shake, and mm-hmm. I declined. Mm-hmm. But it good, just man, that, to, good man that you are. It just happened to be that Mark takes my spot <laughs> at the game for free, so he doesn't spend the money, he doesn't go with me, he goes, I don't go, and that's just Mark's betrayal. This, this actually, yeah. this strengthens my confidence in where the model is going, because, I mean, that sounds like a businessman to me right there. Mark, that? you know, he's surveying his options, ends up with a much cheaper option, <laughs> goes oh, yeah. for free. I like that, Mark. Well, yeah, you know, he got lucky. To who'd have thought that that ticket pops up, and then of course my stupid butt declines it. But yeah, um, well, also butterfly effect. But Fred, so, I, I mean, we were I all in the life, we, so. yeah, we were all in the exact place we were supposed to be. 
on Sunday night, mm-hmm. I think is what it all comes down to. Regardless of Mark's betrayal, which I think we can all agree it was... Uh, that's, that's that's backstabbing yeah. behavior right that's there. That's a Mark move. I don't yeah. blame him, but <laughs> at the same time, yeah. as a friend, yeah. you know, it I hurts. deserve to give him shit over it. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but like I said, I mean, maybe we're not at the lodge, and we don't. This, this Minneapolis miracle doesn't happen. So uh, I don't know, guys. What do you want? To, maybe we'll start with Evan since he was out of state. Like, Hotlanta. What, yeah. What, Atlanta what, what, what was going on in Hotlanta? How yeah. are you feeling? What was what was going on? Well, yeah, so I, I was away from most of the action. It sounds like the Lodge was quite the quite the event, but uh, being in Atlanta, I, I also got to experience the Falcons and oh, their right. demise yeah, on Saturday fun. night, which was pretty entertaining. Whoa, what was that um, like? I didn't even... Yeah, well, yeah, so I was in Atlanta visiting my girlfriend, and we were at a bar Saturday night, like a sports bar, just watching the games, and obviously the Falcons-Eagles game. Was it like a Falcons um, bar? No, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it was Falcons fans, sure, right? It sure, wasn't sure, like sure. a Falcons bar, but it was all people from Atlanta. Not like mm-hmm. we have stupid and, Packer bars and yeah. Twin Cities Yeah, stuff. I mean... Hate yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, people were pretty. Though. People were pretty upset. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely Packer bars there too. Um, but yeah, they they've had a rough couple weeks in terms of football. Yeah, Georgia. Georgia, Georgia yeah, uh, they were pretty upset. So I mean, it was kind of entertaining, but it was also like this better not be me tomorrow. Yeah, for the Vikes game. Well, I mean, that game was just. It was an, it was a roller coaster, and I, obviously Tom can attest to to my mental state throughout the game, but. You start the game off in the first half. I mean, it we're riding like could have could have hardly gone better. I we're mean, riding a wave of high, possibly like a crazy high wave. Possibly finish off a little bit better on like Breeze turnovers in the first half, and that's the only thing that could have gone better. They're up seventeen nothing at half. They're shutting down the Drew Breeze led Saints offense that everyone's been talking all week about, and it's like this defense is as good as we all have said it is and yeah. like I, my mouth's been writing checks it can hardly cash for the <laughs> entire season and it's like it's it's gonna happen holy right. smokes yeah half time at lodge i mean people literally didn't want to like say it but it was like this game's over yeah i mean we go out we, we get the ball in the second half yes. we go out we score a touchdown everyone's thinking this, this thing's over you know dave's sulking away he's uh-huh. like i can't believe this yeah, that there was one play though, or I guess one series. I, th- I think you guys can correct me if this is wrong, but it was late in the second quarter, and I think Keenum took a sack and it got us out of field yeah. goal position. Right. Yeah. Uh, and we had ended up having to punt, and you kind of felt like, okay, that field goal put us at 20, 20 nothing for the half. Like that just would have felt a little more secure, and, and we didn't get that. And I think Wally said, "I hope this doesn't come to back to bite us." And Forbath missed that kick right before half, but you right. still left. You, you yeah. got to halftime, and you were thinking like, "This right. is the best case scenario." Exactly. Other than like, maybe the twenty. Points. Right, as long as that defense could hold up, it doesn't really matter too much. And they're, it, they're gonna score, but and that defense, defense looked so good in the first in the first half that yeah. there is no like in my obviously there's the skepticism that comes with being a Minnesota sports fan in general. But in my head, I'm like, there's no way, like there's no way Breeze, there's no way this offense that looks so bad and so shut down throughout the entire first half is gonna is gonna be able to. They come back, and we're not going to be able to put up a couple points. And I was like, we're going to win. Yeah. Holy shit, we're going to win. Here comes the second half. The first drive doesn't go well. We're not going to get too far in there because we're going to get the recap. But, like, you know, everything happens in the second half. But Sandejo you know, gets hurt. The, yep, Sandejo gets hurt. The offense shuts down. They, you know, we go into this weird mode that you know, a lot of teams do and they have big leads. We don't do anything in the third quarter. Then all of a sudden, the fourth quarter onslaught, onslaught happens. The Case Keenan pick, and then you've got Block two, punt. T- two touchdowns in a row, and it's 14-17. Then we finally get a field goal, and then it's like 21-20. 
And at that moment, that's when they lost. I'm going to be honest. That's when I was done. Okay. When they went up 21-20, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we, I've seen this story a million times. I know. We're not overcoming this. They have all the momentum. I was miserable. You saw I went silent. I know. I went you mute. went radio silent. I was I mean, mute the rest I re- of the game. I repeated roughly the same six words for the last 50 minutes of real time. Yep. And um, can we what talk? Were the, what some, were those words? Some well, F, we are an explicit F, podcast. God no. God no. F, please God no. F please God no. Yeah, you can say this stuff if you <laughs> yeah. want to. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know what? It doesn't have we'll to. Keep, we'll keep coaching there, for the kids. Yeah, these are radio, all those children. Radio resumes that are, yeah, all those there. children yeah. that are listening to this you're podcast. Right, right. If Mona Mill never listens to this, I don't want to hear hearing me explicitly say the F, which I'll just cry. It was. It was just. It was I no. It was. Please no. Please God no. Couple of whys. Yeah. Because it was. You did that for 30 minutes. Yeah, straight. I know. And I feel actually kind of bad about that because I couldn't even control it. Um, and then after we won, I went into just the we won for a good another 30 minutes. So um, I, I want to talk about like a child Fred. Elaborate yeah. the same thing. So, exactly. okay. So, you know, the, they get that field goal. We get the field goal back. We need one stop. One stop, and fourth we don't and get it. The fourth and ten. Fourth and ten. And oh, literally, you smoke. can hear a pin drop in the lodge. Like Dave's not taunting us. Church's mind's blown. Ted's sad. Ted's on team Ted's bikes. Ted's on team bikes. Good. I mean, I've been clutching that. that foot all game. And then I, I listen. At this point in time, since the Forbath kick that gave us the lead, I haven't said anything. Mm-hmm. I was cheering for that, and I hadn't said anything. And then um, we they they kicked that field goal, and I go, "Hey, look at they did it again. We get the ball back. Case is completion. It's like okay, maybe we're in the spot where we can hit this. And then, I mean." He launches that ball. Andy stood up. I can't believe Andy jumped out of his seat. Diggs catches it. Everyone, like, a gasp of air. And then you see him, like, turn the corner, and all of a sudden, like, your eyes realize what's happening on the yeah, screen. Yeah, it takes a yes, second. It There's no one, like, in front of him because you're thinking, like, get out of bounds. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like we're, someone we're, actually screamed get out of bounds. Yeah, I don't know. And then, well, he starts hauling ass the end zone. And it's like the thing is, I don't, I don't. We think lost it. You, I got tackled on top of Jenny. Yeah, Andy well, tackled me. You tackled we, me. That we ended up in in a dog pile on a couch, and I, I genuinely would like to live the rest of my life in that dog <laughs> pile. It that. was, it was like that, the purest joy I think I've ever from the depths of hell, straight up to Valhalla. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was incredible, and that's, I mean, that whole fourth quarter was just. Just an absolute, just it was the worst thing. Emotional roller coaster of hell because it was everything that was Minnesota sports. I was like, I can't. After that first half, I was like, I can't believe they're gonna do this to me again. I cannot like believe that they're gonna do this. And the other thing too is, I thought the same way you did. After it was twenty-one twenty, I was like, well, it's over. Then Forbath hits the the fifty-three-yard field goal, and I'm like. Oh wait, no! This is a different team. I know. Nope. Fourth and ten. Another field goal goes the other way. I'm like, no! I'm back to dead. I've got a point on that too. We can get to it and then get to the recap. Um, but yeah, no, I it was, was. And then, oh my god. Well, I, I think the thing for me too is on that last drive. Obviously, we were down 24-23 after Lutz hits that field goal, and uh, we're coming down. And what? It was third and ten with ten seconds left on that last play, and. Nobody in the country was even thinking about the possibility of scoring a touchdown, right? Oh, I, I mean, you're just thinking, hit somebody on the outside, get maybe, out of bounds, get in position for like maybe the longest field goal in NFL history, and then <laughs> which we know Kai Forbath, <laughs> Kai field get, Kai Forbath hits a 75 yarder to win. Pick on that though, like, don't you walk away from this game with? Like having utmost confidence in Kai. I'm yeah. not worried about him at all anymore. No, yeah, that, no, I mean, that sure. field goal he hit. He drilled like, a bunch of yeah. big, long yeah, field goals. Yeah, he was goals. clutch. Mm-hmm. But 
then when Diggs broke, I'm I'm thinking like I'm looking at the clock and I'm just like trying to process what's happening. Like wait, wait, can he do this? Like what is this legal? Like hit zero right as he crossed the end zone line. I'm thinking like, is that okay? Can he do that? Like does that work? Just it was so hard to process. But then when it all like came together and realized like this game is over. Like there's no flags. They can't bring that back. This is over. I think that's why my brain was stuck on we won afterwards. Because I was like, (laughs) oh oh my god, we actually won. Like that's Mm -hmm. what just happened. Like that that play doesn't happen to anyone. Like that doesn't happen for anyone, and it happened for us. Right. And there's no contest, no flag. Like it was just we were just waiting. Like okay, what's gonna happen that that didn't work or didn't count? Like what? And the other yeah. thing that makes it all the better, and this is like listening back for, for Minnesota fans, is, I mean, the Paul Allen call, like hearing it, we played it that on Sunday night once we got our, our, <laughs> a hold of it. And, it, I mean, that's just so fun. Like the 61-yard Minneapolis miracle, the we're bringing a purple rain, everything about that. Bursich just losing his mind. I love that. I, I want to give Joe Buck a lot of credit. You I know, was just going to say, yeah. that dig sideline touchdown, Diggs! unbelievable. Sideline! That was, dude, I really good. It was a fantastic call. It was so genuine. He literally, yeah, yeah. he couldn't believe it. Yes. And he said, unbelievable. And then he let Vikings it go. win it, and he just didn't say anything. And it was perfect. And you saw the shot of the of absolute madness. And then he finally got to Keenum. I, I saw the camera couldn't find Keenum for a while. And the look at his face, he, I, I know that he threw the ball. Like, I think he knew what happened. He, he, but he generally didn't know. Like he nobody, was like, nobody he was like, knew. How and could how, this have happened? That's how, the last thing anybody was thinking about was us scoring a touchdown to win the game. Like it just was get out of bounds if you can. Yeah, it, that incredible. And yes, you're right. I was going to bring that up too. The Joe Buck call was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really hear it on Sunday night, but hearing it back a bunch <laughs> of times, obviously, was it was a really, really well. And it's probably done because by him. that was a scenario he couldn't even think of or like didn't even think of yeah. going you know into it yeah. like it just and was like Troy Aikman didn't say anything either yeah. which was perfect like and this isn't like a you know it's so unbelievable not because just because of what happened like that's when you look back you just go he made a great throw great catch guy missed a tackle and then he scored it was a playoff game at the last possible time at home that that's with what, with like all the things that have happened weight. to the fan base with, the with weight. yes with, with with the Case Keenum undrafted uh, quarterback who's been a backup there was so much everything weight. about it that was so much weight on that throw of like everything and like you know our next point here is and I'll you know I'll finish this off and let you guys talk about what you want to talk about with that but um, ranked as a sports mo- it's my easily number one yeah uh, it was so unbelievable and so. Utterly like fantastic and like heartwarming and joyful. Honestly, there's nothing even close for me to be because no. like we didn't see the Curry Puckett home run. Like that's the other one, the Curry Puckett home run in the World Series, which is to, like win the World Series. Mm-hmm. Like that for people that saw that, like I think that like would maybe top it. Maybe not in like the like at the time like how unbelievable it was, but more just like. Afterwards, like wow, we won the World Series because Kirby yeah. Puckett hit a home run. The only thing less less um, like weight based on the time. Like if this happens again in the Super Bowl, yeah, obviously yeah, that takes right, number one. Right. But like a, a game winning touchdown pass with little to no time left by Keenum in the Super Bowl to beat maybe the Pats, the Jags. Uh, yeah, then that would top this. But right. yeah. until then. Yeah, no. Or Jimmy Butler hits a game winning three in Game Seven of the finals. This is going <laughs> to be number one. Yeah, this. I mean that. I was trying to think about, and it sounds stupid because it's sports, and I think you like know that it, it doesn't 
necessarily mean as much as some other things in your life. But when when Wally put out like, is this a top five moment? Like at like as far as like excitement and happiness that like I felt at that moment, I think yeah, like oh, yeah. yeah, like I mean yes, there's things like when I look back on my life, I'll be like that was more meaningful to me. But like this. As far as happiness goes for that moment, it's it might even be number one. Well, you honestly. guys know. Actually, I want to hear what Doug has to say about the top five. But you guys know. I mean, this is, they're my favorite thing. Yes. Like, I got my family, Jenny, mm-hmm. you know, like, my parents, my brothers, my friends. Uh-huh. You know, God, faith. And then you've got, like, the things. things. When yeah. things start, the Vikings are number one thing. Yeah. Yeah. But Doug, Doug, where does this rank with you? Because you're not number one Vikes guy, you know? No, I mean, I, I love the Vikes. I'm a big Vikes fan. But, um, like... Between Minnesota sports teams' rankings, they're probably third. Well, and so actually, the, I think the Twins and Wolves are jockeying right now because I'm a little bit at a point where it's like I don't have – I can't just focus on the Twins for 163 mm-hmm. games in a season as much as I can. Like, yeah. the Wolves playing a couple nights a week. Um, but, yeah, I think it, it's Twins and Wolves and then Vikes. But where does this um, rank in Well, moments? okay, so I, I don't know if I have, like, a definitive top five. Like, right, yeah, I mean, sure, I don't sure, need sure, like, yeah. I, I mean, I was genuinely elated when that happened. Right. That night. Like, I jumped out of my seat at this bar and was, like, just screaming. It was <laughs> insane. But I, I think... I, <laughs> yeah, like, that's what I mean, though. It's like, there are very, so few times when I think that I've actually just been elated yeah, is the word. Exactly. Okay, and, like, it's sports, whatever, but I've never been, like... And you, elated you, you like think, that before. Right, and you think of the scale that this is on. Like, winning the divisional round to go to the NFC Championship and the p- possibility of going to this, play in the Super Bowl in your home state, like, that, that those circumstances make this oh, even better than it was. But one of my favorite sports moments was when the Twins won Game 163 against Detroit. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Um, I mean, but again, the circumstances, like, okay, now you get to go to the playoffs yeah, as, right. you know, a division winner. But still, like, I think yeah. these circumstances... Uh, absolutely top five. I don't know if I could. I just, you know, my last my last thought on it, Doug, is this, and it's just there's we talk about the weight again. I want to recap all the weight for you, those of you not understand. You've got you know all the way back to like the '60s, the push off against the Cowboys. You've got you know the '98 game. You got the 2000 blowout to the Giants in the NFC Championship. God, was so bad. That, that was, was so that disrespectful. was really bad. And, and then and then the most recent one, which comes to mind. Is 09 NFC Championship? We talked about a ton last week, and it was against these dirty, dirty Saints. And I thought they were dirty in this game again. Right before this call, it turns out this happens. It turns out Sean Payton turns to the fans on the away bench and mocks the school chant. And lo and behold, the next freaking play. He gets just deuced like this. Well, and the, like, literally, he took a shit on his face. Okay, so and I'm so happy we did him like that. Sean we, Payton is we, a smug asshole. I know, he but is. we reached I can't inside. Stand his face. Yeah. Like, but he just... What they did to us, they reached inside yes. our chest and ripped our hearts out. Mm-hmm. And we said, no, we'll do it better. We'll do it the last play of the game, and we'll reach inside your chest and literally rip your heart out and throw it in the trash. And it felt so good. Yes. Yeah, so I said last week, I don't think it's a, like a revenge game. And I still don't think it was revenge, but the way that the Vikings won, like it made up for it. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? It was it was on par, even though it wasn't in the same like like round. Like that was oh right. nine to go to Super Bowl. This was just to go to the NFC Championship game. But the way it happened, and with Sean Payton being such an asshole, and like just every like the whole game and how it worked out, like that that makes up for that to me. Yeah. Um, now we, I mean, obviously now we have to win. Still, we do, but but yeah, and it, it, we don't need to keep going on this too much but like you think about compared to other minnesota sports teams and like top five minnesota sports moments this i mean we are one 
sports win, if you want to put it that way, from being in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Whereas other moments, like, I don't know, the Wolves went to the Western Conference Finals in yeah. 2004. Well, and you said Game 163 against Detroit. Like, right. That's a long way from making it to the World Series. Yeah, and the Twins have been swept in the division round multiple times by the Yankees. Yeah, like, the Yankees like, actually kind of own part of Minneapolis. I Twins kind like, of like did the whole... Yeah. Twins kind of did, like, the late... Uh, 90s early Wolves where they just made the playoffs a bunch yeah. and bunch and bunch of yeah, knocked I mean, knocked out, knocked out. Round, the yeah. wild make it to the conference finals and get swept like right. it's like not like there hasn't yes you're right like this is we're one win away from a one game winner take all Super Bowl yeah which so is we, crazy should we push us into the recap here yeah we can make the recap I think relatively quick yeah. since we've talked a lot about our feelings Don't and stuff just run down it yeah just run through it so first, first quarter yep game starts on uh, the paints the uh, sorry pants the Saints three and out, uh, which was awesome. And then you're kind of like, okay, great start for us. Eight play, 55 yard touchdown drive, capped by that 14 yard by Jared McKinnon, where nobody even touched him. Yeah. We're elated. We're like seven yeah. 0 lead. This is awesome. Couldn't have thought of a better start to the game. Five plays later, the Saints are punting again. Then we go seven plays, 80 yards, and settle for a field goal. The questionable digs, pass interference call. Mm-hmm. I actually thought that was a wrong call. And I'll say that as an honest Vikes fan. Yeah, that was a bad call. But we go down there. We didn't capitalize, and we left some points on the board, which would almost come back to haunt us. Um, and uh, the really strange, the third down uh, fade to Rudolph. I never, that yeah, didn't that didn't sense. make a whole lot of sense, mm-hmm. no. Um, then we there were down. some There were some like questionable calls. on. I mean, obviously on the side of the Saints, I mean, they threw those two challenge flags, which were stupid. But, and the uh, Sneed instead of Drew Brees. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. And, but there were some questionable Vikings like Absolutely. coaching staff decisions, too. And Zimmer said that at the end of the game. He said, uh, you know, well, let's keep rolling here. The Saints punt again. Then we punt for the first time. Um, then, then Drew Brees takes that deep shot in the first play of that next series and gets picked off by Sendejo. Which was, that was up there for, like, excitement level, too. That pick was, oh, whew, that It was, was like, like, holy crap, we're breaking Drew Reese. Yes, That's what it thought yes. to me. That was an incredible play. Unbelievable. Too. And I mean, he underthrew um, Gannon, I think. But still. Yeah, but, but that but, was an incredible play. Yeah, yeah. Huge play. Uh, we go 12 plays, 58 yards, and we score a touchdown. Most notable play on that drive was the third and eight where Keenum had all day, then did the mm-hmm. farm and threw back Through, across his which, body. Which, again, like, <gasps> which we'll get to with the pick, but that's sort of part of what you get with Keenum. And then uh, later towards the end of the uh, second quarter, you had the eight-play, 61-yard drive by the well, by the Saints. You're thinking Saints are finally knocking on the door. They're going to score, and Everson Griffin tips that pass. No which look gets, tip. Which gets picked off by yep. Anthony Barr, only stopped by horse collar tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't do anything with that drive. We punt. Then they miss a field goal of, uh, I think it was like 60 or you know, 55 yards. Um, and then the bummer was at the end of the half, we went three plays, 21 yards, and missed a field goal. Um, we go into halftime, all jolly. We drive 11 plays, 35 yards. We punt. Um, was that the was that the punt that drew the uh, argument about whether or not they should have tried to kick it? Yes, because I think Keenum took a sack on that play. Yes. Yeah, dropped yeah, him, yeah. dropped him into a deep he, field goal. Yeah. Keenum sacked at New Orleans forty for ten yards at the end of that, and then knocked him out of field goal range, which would have been a twenty to uh, seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, twenty to seven lead. How long was that kick? Uh, I think it was mid fifties. Well, it would have been it would have been a forty seven yard field goal instead. It became a 50, the, 50 yeah, yeah or four, fifty seven yard field goal. Yeah. yeah. Saints <laughs> finally get on the board. They go twelve plays, eighty yards. Um, we go, oh, you know that's okay. 
Uh, you know, we're playing great defense, playing great offense. Guess what happens next? Case Keenan wobs up that brutal interception. People don't realize that happened right after their first yeah, touchdown. Right after. Momentum completely swings in their direction. This is where the Lodge is, is currently Cur- literally like pants full of shit. Then we go <laughs> seven plays, 44 yards. We get that fifty uh, that field goal to make it 20. That was when Kai Forbat thrilled a 49-yarder. Um and uh, then we're, you know, okay, we've got kind of that lead. And then they punt, and we're great. Again, we're in good shape. Then we go out and punt, which is probably the most brutal. The most brutal screw-up of this game was that that punt that we, we didn't punt it after we made him punt again. And then Saints go four plays, 40 yards. They take the lead on the long Kamara touchdown pass where Eric Kendricks is in great coverage with Drew Brees did the Drew Brees thing. Yeah, that was – Great throw and a great catch, too, from Kamara. Like, that was just a really nice uh, play. Drew Brees is incredible. Yeah. Um, we respond. That's, they took the lead, remember, that's and that was with, um, I mean, like two minutes left. Yep. Maybe two minutes and 20 seconds left. Yeah, two minutes 20 seconds left. And then we go nine plays, 40 yards. We kick the game, leading field goal, make it 23-21, and we put it on our defense. And we say right. defense, go out and win us this game. So here's actually an interesting question. Like, in a normal situation, would you rather, if you have a quarterback, and it doesn't even have to be the caliber of Drew Brees, but, like, a good quarterback that you trust, would you rather be in the situation where you get the ball back with, with enough time and timeouts down two or one, or would you rather be the team that just kicked the field goal with like a minute 45 left and up? I want to be really clear about how I feel about this situation, then I'll answer your question more of like the overall. Yeah. In this situation, if you're the Vikings, that is the best possible thing you could have done. You went and got points, you took the lead, right. and you put it in the hands of the best defense in the NFL, and you say, go win us a freaking game. Especially right. obviously, after- obviously, I mean, I get like, I wanted the Vikings. I mean, they had to. They had to kick that field goal, and it had to happen that way. And they needed to make a stop. I'm saying, would you be more conf- like doing it again, without knowing what happened? Would you be more confident if you were a Saints fan or a Vikings fan, giving the ball back to Drew Brees? Ah, man, I don't know. I would almost think. So, are we trying to take away like that game, just in yes, general? Yes, in general, like. like- if let's say coming up, it's it's you know we have to do this again with we with were more confident in them. The fan base was more confident in our defense. I agree. The Saints were confident well, in their offense. I, I, I agree. Just because anytime you have you have the points, you're currently leading with you know like under two minutes left. I mean you're you're in right. You're in and, position to win. And after our defense, I guess you could say almost melted down for those few drives where they scored and like seemingly were taking the game over. Um, you felt like okay, we just w- we walked down and we got points to give us the lead. Now it's your turn to like do your thing yes. again, and we like this is it. You can win the game, and they were right. doing yeah. it and until they had them. fourth right. and ten. Yeah, so let's continue on here. The Saints then go eleven plays, um, fifty yards. It started off, and I'll go quickly of this. It started off with that Hill eighteen yard pass, um, and then he gets it again for eleven. All of a sudden, they're knocking on the door of our side of the field. Um, and then he gets that 13-yard pass to um, Willie Sneed on the 4th and 10. Actually, the 1st and 10 did nothing. 2nd and 10, incomplete. 3rd and 10, incomplete. The two right passes to Michael Thomas, and then Lyle McKenzie Alexander, you couldn't have picked a worse time to choose to try to not get burned. You mm-hmm. got burned to the side that, instead of deep. That happened, I, I was dead. That yep. was Fred was flatlined at that point. But I will say this: one silver lining in this game, not talked about much, was that they went out and actually stopped them after that. Um, they rushed it for four or the short pass for four yards. Second and six, they got nothing. Third and one, Kamara yes. gets stuffed. We call a timeout. Will Lutz come out? It comes out and drills a forty-three yard field goal. 
which gives us the opportunity to get right. the ball. Right, but they don't they don't time. stop them on that next drive or on that those next three plays, and <laughs> the game is actually over. Yeah, because then we won't have time. Yeah, they don't have time. They kick um, the ball with no time left, and, and we lose. And the rest is the Minneapolis right. miracle. Uh, right. Keenum completes that one Which, pass. Which, again, we haven't even really talked about how good of a throw and, and catch that was, yeah. just in general. Like, well, the, you know, Just the, in the moment, the stones to make that throw, that's, that's about as good as it gets. I just love how Case Keenum is the type of player who's not thinking, like, what if this gets knocked down or what if Diggs uh-huh. can't get this. He's basically saying, like, I'm going to throw it where – you have an opportunity to make a play. Mm-hmm. You know, it's up to you. Well, I think he said that in the huddle, too. Yeah, he, he said, did. I'm going to give someone a chance to make a play. Well, I'm going to give someone a chance. And, and he you... threw that ball high into the outside. Uh-huh. And they've talked about this on K-Fan. The fact, like, Adam Thielen just being Adam Thielen is part of the reason that that play happened. Because mm-hmm. they had three Lattimore and safety help on only left side, only Adam Thielen split out left. So what that play looks like, and I wish you could draw it for everyone, is because we used to run this in football too. It's it's one of the plays where you're trying to get 40 yards. The only way to get 30 to 40 yards. You're basically saying, Rudolph, you go to the flat, hopefully one of the corners goes with you. That did happen. Which and is you stupid. Have, right. And then you have Jarius who goes, they should have been playing way deep. Obviously. Like, I mean, hindsight's 20-20, but that was a poorly executed play Saints, all the way around. The Saints completely Saints. blew that. Horrible defensive call. But no, so then, and then Jarius runs a shallow corner for about 30 yards down the field, hoping that the next corner will go with him. He does go he with him, and that's Crawley, and then it leaves Diggs alone with the safety, which should have never happened if well, you're the same. And Saints. the other thing, so they ran that play prior as well, mm-hmm. and that's part of the reason why this worked out is because Marcus Williams knew what was coming and got there too early. Uh-huh. He was there too early, tried to avoid pass interference, and... The rest is history. Yeah. And, like if if I don't know, the whole thing had to work out exactly right for the Vikings to win that game, and it did. Zimmer, the, the, I will say, yeah. And the last, last thing I'll say though is the, the the biggest football mistake of that play was not was not uh, Marcus Williams. It was the coaching. They should have been in a prevent D. They should have had big wide receivers out there trying to knock that ball down. They should have put everyone but one person on the outside of the field. Mm-hmm. And they should not try to. They, they should coach just, them like don't touch them until don't even go for the tackle until they land. It should have been a dare you to throw it over the middle situation. Right, ten seconds, no time. Don't left. touch them until they land, and then make sure you do yeah. not let them get out of bounds. And if and you do, then they have to come in and hit a field goal. We know what happens yeah. in game winning field goals to the Vikings. We will miss. They were exactly. begging us to do it. Fifty. Okay, another thing. Dig steps out of bounds. Fifty three yarders. Kai Forbath has to hit it to win. I think he does, but I'm glad we didn't have to. Oh my <laughs> God. I think that like Fred, if you were already flatlined at that point but yeah you guys would have you guys been, you in I wouldn't have seen it even if they did <laughs> that would have been you, like your yeah. funeral right so you guys. Fred I, I wanted to get to a couple of these questions and I know you're the, you're the curator of this but let's talk about these um I'll let you do your thing oh yeah so like what is like this obviously hasn't happened for the Vikings before uh hasn't really happened for anyone before but what does this mean for like the franchise especially ours which is so well downtrodden <laughs> a little bit which I think is a little unfair because I mean, just even looking like this week at all the success, we've, I, this is a successful franchise. Just hasn't been able to finish. Yeah, it is, and I think I think we're I not saw, the Browns. No, I think we're not. Is is I saw I'm somewhere that I saw somewhere today that the Eagles, both the Eagles and the Vikings, coincidentally, are the two teams in the Super Bowl era to have winning records, but to never have won a Super Bowl. The Vikings yeah. rank sixth, actually, all time in winning percentage. Um, I looked it up today. Um, they're the only team in the top ten, I believe, um, including uh, the Eagles aren't even in it, um, who, who don't have a Super Bowl. So, well, and the 
I mean, the Vikes, I mean, even just in the last 17 years, which I think is kind of crazy and people forget about, they did like a Brady era thing, so it was 17 years or whatever. And it was, uh, you know, uh, championship appearances for franchise. And in the NFC, the Vikings were only behind, I think it was, someone's going to have to help me. It's the Eagles. Eagles were one, and then it was a bunch of teams at four. Vikings and the Packers both have had four, which... I mean, obviously the Packers got the Super Bowl win. Yeah, that's a sneaky one. I don't want to overstate this, but I think this is um, a franchise-defining moment for us taking a step past previous losses with the guy that's probably going to be our coach as long as he wants to be, and that's Mike Zimmer. Yeah, he's – I think this that's what you hope. That's what we want. If this propels us past the Eagles in the Super Bowl, even if we lose the Super Bowl. Yeah, Mike Zimmer's got an un uh, he's got no s- return flight home. No. <laughs> we, think, we're keeping him here. Yeah, I think that this propels us past that. I think this is probably, you know, what we're we're what we're 25, 26, Doug's 24. I mean, this goes down as I think a, a pivotal moment in our franchise history where we kind of go, we're done being losers, we're done being the unlucky franchise. No one's gonna think about it anymore because mm-hmm. they can go back. What about that one time Diggs caught that? We're not unlucky. We're just yeah. we're we, done. The curse is yeah. over. I think that the curse is gone. And good teams this, don't always win. We're not cursed. I think this is pivotal. And and I it, you look at the one thing everyone keeps talking about. Remember 2012, the Baltimore Ravens, um, Raheem uh, Moore undercuts that ball, mm. and Jacoby Jones takes to the house on the Peyton Manning-led Broncos and the, uh, in, the in the divisional round. Mm-hmm. Then the, then the uh, Ravens go out and win the AFC Championship, and then they beat the uh, Niners, a very, probably the best Niners team since the since late Steve 90s. Young. Yeah. Um, the Harbaugh the, brothers going at it. Super Bowl. Yeah, it was the, the Super Bowl with the, the, uh, power, the power outage. outage. Yeah, yeah. I was sitting by myself in Cleveland in the basement. That was kind of a <laughs> Dude, sad story. And, uh, yeah. and one quick note on that Joe Flacco, after that game, after that game, he was super average in that game. After <clears> that game, he balled out. For, yeah, for like straight up balled out. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and that's, I mean, we talked a little bit beforehand about, and this is on the radio, is like, and this is just pessimistic Vikings fan. And I mean, it. it there's something to be said for it. Is this could just be a the football gods long con into the biggest heartbreak they yeah, could, could think of for us, which would be, be all too fitting. Which would be, but at the same time, I kind of agree with Tom. Even if there is heartbreak in the Super Bowl, like if we make it to the Super, if we're fortunate enough to make it to the Super Bowl, even if there's heartbreak in the Super Bowl, I'm not saying that this makes up for not winning the Super Bowl. I'm just saying it. It would make me feel less like it's never going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it you changes know what I the mean? landscape, no it's, doubt. It can, I feel less like it's never going to happen than I did prior to this. Oh, yeah. Even without us necessarily winning the yep. Super Bowl this year. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, do you guys even want to talk whether or not this is a team of destiny? Because I personally... Uh, no juju? No juju. So I well, think we people, people have been talking about it. Well, people, 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 saying it. people have been <laughs> saying it. People have been talking about people it. Well, I think it. one thing people are struggling with, and, and Wally, CEO Wally, brought this up, is just the fact that, like, do we worry about how that game went down and that we literally won on a miracle, per se. Like, do we worry about that going into the next game? I mean, personally, for me, I don't. I don't think of that as, like, yeah, it was somewhat of a meltdown by our defense. We literally needed, like, one of the most incredible plays Mm -hmm. in NFL playoff history to happen for us to win that game. But that doesn't change my outlook on this game against the Eagles. We're going to lose by one point. Like I, don't, you, yeah. I don't worry about that. I worry more about how, and I think it's t- it's nothing you can quantify, but I do think it's something that is real, is when you have such a high high, it is hard to level yourself out. And that's 
on the coaching staff to get figured out. And yeah. I trust Zimmer. Yeah. And um, but I'm just I think there is something to be said for having having it feel like you just won the Super Bowl when you didn't. Doug, I, your question's legit, Doug, and I think that I think people need to understand a couple of things. One, I think the Saints are the best team in the NFC left besides us. Agreed. Um, I agree. And a lot of fluky stuff happened in that game. Yeah. Like a lot, uh, including a couple missed field goals by Kai Forbath. At least one, sorry, one missed field goal by mm-hmm. Kai Forbath. If, that if it had gone or Case Keenum hadn't taken that sack, we would have never been down by one. We would have actually had a three-point lead, and the Saints would have had to have gotten a mm-hmm. touchdown on that last drive. You know, yeah. a lot of things yeah. changed. But, um, dude, I, I don't know, man. What? I'm not oh. saying it's destiny, but holy crap. Like, it feels like we now walk into a game where we're favored against Philly after an unbelievable that win. does worry me and we'll that, talk about yeah, philly yeah, going yeah. in is i actually think philly is is going to be tougher than a lot of people think if you're nothing other than the <laughs> if you're nothing other than the, the creepy underdog mask yeah <laughs> sorry the, i hate those that was horrifying masks, like, yeah. I, those masks i had to look away from the terrible. tv when i saw you gotta it. remember too my last point on this is drew Brees, man he's a hall of famer yeah he's really good he's incredible he and when he got hot any player at the, in their prime, at the top of their game, who's one of their be- the best in the league, when they get hot, Scary. it is it's the hardest stop. No matter how good you are, yeah. that means Drew Brees is a very good quarterback, and we won't see a quarterback like that until the Super Bowl. Um, well, maybe unless it's Blake Bortles. Well, right, but we wouldn't see them. No. Um, so yeah, I think that's we'll get to the the Phil, uh, to Philadelphia in a little bit here, but let's talk AFC Championship after the Jags stunned the Steelers with mm-hmm. like I mean I don't think it would have been that crazy for the Jaguars to win that game, but the way they did forty five forty two with like a awesome. shootout yeah I think they doubled up the over um, that's shocking that's yeah it's the last last way that anybody thought the Jaguars would win that game probably you know you'd think they were going to win that game with their mm-hmm. defense if they were going to they right. picked off. Big men five times in the regular season. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was yeah. crazy. Absolutely. Portals didn't even throw a touchdown, though. I think, what, right? Fournette had three touchdowns on the ground. I think. They I mean, but that's just the way they play. Yeah. At, at some point, it's like, yeah, at some point, it's, there's more than one way to skin a cat, and the, the Jags are skinning the cat, running the ball, and playing defense. Yeah, you know the Jags, what the Jags are going to do, but I thought this. I thought that the big point about this game was, there, was there any team, fan base, Home city that was ever more confident they were going to go out and shit on someone, and then got shit on than in this game. If it happens, if it happens this weekend, it would be the not the New England Patriots players, but the New England Patriots fan base. Yeah, like there's <laughs> no way. Do you think Connor Church is nervous about this? No, game? no, huh? he's never been less nervous about a game ever. No, it's the New England Patriots versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, what? I don't I, care who's don't playing know. on the other side of the ball. That just doesn't sound right. I think Church is he can put on a face and he's good at it, but yeah, maybe you, don't, you don't know what's really going on in there. We'd have to get to Emily Church. She could tell us the truth. Yeah, that's true. No, you're right. That's I mean that's the the Patriots way. They expect a championship. I think it's, there was one really interesting thing. Five thirty eight. Just a quick plug. Five thirty eight. Obviously, I think a lot inspired model two eighty four in, in certain ways. Mark shaking his head. Yes. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars this year were like the the difference between their losses and how bad they played and how well they played in their wins was a bigger delta than any team that's yeah. done this well has ever had had in the history of the NFL. It's yeah. like when they're at their worst, they're so horrendous and when they're best, they're so good. But you just don't know which team's yeah. gonna show up. Well that's up. basically like Blake Bortles in a nutshell too. Like he was phenomenal the first part of December. Then he's been really bad in these two I guess he wasn't terrible on Sunday, but he was pretty darn good on Sunday. He was really bad the first game against yes. Buffalo. Horrible. And um downright hard to watch. Yeah, it can be hard to watch. It can be hard to watch. And then you've got written down here Clayus Campbell's call. I didn't hear it personally. I was at a he bar. He called at the, the time. score before the game. Oh, that's right. 
He, he called the actual score. I forgot about that. He said we're going to win 47 to 42. He's like, we're going to win 47 to 42. Wait. What? Oh, you're talking Pittsburgh and... Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was very confused He's, that's there. What he, he, called, he called the score. That's crazy. Especially that score. That score. Well, that's almost as crazy. I was actually going to mention this. Who's Who do you think the lucky son of a bitch is that, that just threw like 100 bucks on Jaguars to win the Super Bowl? And if they like happened to do oh, it. Oh, man. Could you imagine? Oh, Mark Gray's CEO insane. Mark's got Mark. his hand in the air. I don't, I don't buy that for a second. And then you've got uh, the Patriots just playing the most meaningless playoff football game I think that's ever been played against the Titans, uh, mopping the floor with them. They move on to play the Jags. Any any real thoughts on the Jaguars-Patriots game? I hope any, any strong feelings either way? I, hope I think the Lions at nine up. right now. I hope Saxonville shows up. I, I do too, but I don't know. Okay, let's just... Hypothetically, let's assume the Vikes make it to the Eight Super Bowl. Do you? I guess we want we want a really, Super Bowl Doug? ring. But like, you want to earn it over the <laughs> Patriots? No, you want the least the path of least resistance. You I want get a, that. I you know want that. The crappiest I, know. Team. I know, but how great would it be? How much better would it be Could for you the imagine? Vikes to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl? I would and during the, the I would sexually assault <laughs> reign after uh, they won it the year before. With the just Tom Brady and Belichick, and ju- I feel like just in the last five years, it's just been in your face for everything. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's like a better way to win a Super Bowl. No, but I agree. No, I, to win your first one, the Vikings beat the be, Patriots. That'd be the ultimate. Come on. That'd be incredible. Point. That'd be like we. Yeah. Yeah, we never. We, I'm aroused. I, I wouldn't even need to. I wouldn't need a single win for five years. No, that would be it. The Vikings could go zero and six. Cut everybody. For five. Tear down years. Bank. Trade rosters with the Browns. Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It does. That would be the peak. That would. No, I know, and I know what you're saying. Like for the, if I was a player, especially, give me Jacksonville ten times a day. But like, you know, we stack up well against the Pats. I think that's interesting. And the, 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 the here's the thing we will learn this weekend. If it was, if if yes. if we beat Philly mm-hmm. and New England beats Jacksonville and Jacksonville makes it close, we'll we'll have a peak at the winning recipe against them because right. we contend. Same. Same kind of formula. Right. We'll know what we need to do, and, and we have a similar similar type of football. All three play. teams left besides the Patriots have a similar football team. Really, they rely on defense and running and, their, and their running game, and and moving the ball through the air is, is a little hit or miss sometimes. Right. I think the Vikings. I here's a crazy thought. Teams. Here's a crazy thought. Of the four quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, Case Keenum's the second best. Yep. He is. That's crazy. <laughs> he is. He's not even well, close. And then who's the third best? Like maybe Sam Bradford? Good, good Bortles. We? Yeah, Sam Bradford <laughs> and then maybe Teddy. Have, yeah, people think someone. that it goes Brady and then our three quarterbacks. Yeah, and right, and right, you right. know what's even crazier, but you could flip-flop them all the way around. Keenum could be the worst on our team. Yeah, he could. Could be. Right, Bradford. Possibly. Possibly. Jeez. It's crazy. No, this quarterback I, situation in this, in this playoffs that, is though. absurd. Case Keenum is a very good NFL quarterback. Right no, I now. agree. I agree. He's better than Bradford. He's better than, than Bridgewater. He's played better than yeah. both of them have ever played. Um, Got to give hats off to the guy. I agree. I agree. That's an interesting. It's, a, it's, it's just a crazy, mind-boggling situation here. Um, I want to clarify my sexual assault joke. I'm not going to do anything really bad to church, but I might get naked and jump on him. Yeah, and that definitely that's, constitutes as sexual assault. I, I think we can also say it wouldn't be the warranted. first time that's happened. <laughs> Nashville? <laughs> um, on to Philly? On to Philly. On to Philly. Any uh, just quick thoughts going in? My only thought going in is, like, I would have rather had, like, Atlanta beat Philly, us be like, okay, Philly's not very good. And then have Atlanta come in, then have Philly shut down a really talented 
Atlanta team and then go to Philly. Talented personally. but underperforming. I agree. I'm Atlanta. just saying, like it, it's a that's a statement win for a team that a lot of people weren't giving any chance. Um, my prelude thoughts, you know, before we kind of get into the whole thing, um, I'm nervous as any fan would be. Uh, you guys know I love the Vikes to death. You know, Philly. The thing that, that, that my overall thought is, and I've thought of this since we thought about the Philly matchup since they've lost Foles is, um, sorry, since they lost Wentz, is we play the same football and we're better at that football than them. I agree. And the big advantage they had was Wentz was a much better quarterback even than Keenum or like playing a, a better than Keenum. Yeah, no, he was. I mean, he was, he was right. going to win the MVP. He was MVP, yeah. yeah. He 33 touchdowns. And he still, does, he, does he still end up with the most touchdowns thrown this year despite the fact that he missed the last four games? I think he might have. It's hard to say. Numbers but after guys. that, numbers, guys. guys. Well, listen, <laughs> Philly, Philly is going to be a tough place to play, yeah. and I'm scared about this game, but I, I'm confident because we play the same football. I think we're better at that football than them. That's just my thought. If yeah. this makes sense, I was peak confidence after, like immediately after the Vikings win, and each day we get closer, I get like more and more nervous and less and less confident. Me too. I think that's just the nature of the beast, but that's like, how it is for me right now. I think we're rightfully favored, but I don't like no. being favored on the road. I don't like that. This underdog thing is freaking me out. I also think that the underdog thing is such bull because if you think that, like, you were a really good team when you had, I'm not saying they're not still a really good team, but yes, you were, like, the best team in the NFC, maybe, when you had Carson Wentz, an MVP, an MVP candidate running your squad. Like, of course people are going to knock you back right, a peg yeah. when you put in Nick Foles. That's just, like, acting like it's crazy that mm. they're underdogs at home is right, stupid. Right, he's been underwhelming since. Yes, he's not he been good. Filled in, so it's just. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, you know, a couple quick points on them, too. Yeah, they went 13-3. Carson Wentz might even win the MVP. They're a great running team. They're a high-scoring team, at least they were with Wentz. And actually, they ended up with the best differential in the NFL. Um, they won a bunch of games by blowouts. Yeah, and then also thanks to some some pre-show um, notes from our, our very helpful CEO, Sam. Uh, they're a good home team, 14-3 and under Peterson over the last two years, and 7-9 and away from Philadelphia. Defense only gives up 14 points per game at home. Obviously, we don't have to see them on the like at our place. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a good home team. They only gave up 10 points to Atlanta, like we said. Uh, guys want to just get into the positional groups? Starting, starting with the quarterback, Foles and Keenum. Um, two guys, which, oh, wait, I had a thing that I want to – you guys can – the Jeff Fisher thing. carousel? The well, yes, yes. I want to just read through that real quick because it is absurd. Uh, Rams trade Bradford to Eagles for Nick Foles. Foles loses job on the Rams to Case Keenum. Eagles draft Carson Wentz. Eagles trade Bradford to Vikings. Bradford gets hurt and replaced by Keenum. Wentz get hurt and replaced by Foles. <laughs> Keenum plays Foles in the NFC Championship game. <laughs> <This is crazy. laughs> yeah, it's absolutely yeah. absurd. But I give the nod to Keenum. I think we yeah, probably all Keenum's will. it's clear advantage. I, and I don't think it's very close. I think the difference between Foles and Keenum is, is really big. I think the difference between Brady and Keenum is really big. You know, it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's the Vikings for sure. Um, running back groups, the uh, Eagles. LeGarrette Blunt and Jay Ajayi. Who they traded for halfway through the year, kind of a like blockbuster trade you don't usually see in the NFL. Uh-huh. Um, I'd probably give the edge to the Eagles in their running game. Dog? Yeah, I think I would go Eagles too. I mean, Ajayi's, he looked pretty good last week. 
But Garrett was like kind of pulling Asiata numbers, five carries, five yard type of day. Yeah. But you know what he can do. He's a north south guy. He's a big body. I like Thunder and Lightning just as much as I like them. I think this is a wash. I think it's pretty. I, I think mean, that's actually pretty fair. I, I really do think it's a wash. I mean, Garrett Blunt, really one dimensional. Latavius is a power back, but he's not as one dimensional. And then you've got JJ, who's kind of like flashing the pen. Miami has been just okay for the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles just make them look better because they got a better offensive line. We're getting there. Uh, on the, I really do think that's a wash, though. But you guys, I kind of, guys, I mean, I I agree with you to a point. Do you think that Jay, Ajay, Do you think Ajay is the best running back out of yes. the four? Yeah, I think he's. I think they have the best running back. I think our like two running backs combined might be able to stack up with that. But I think they've got the best running back the, on the field. Give the edge to the Eagles. So I think give the edge to the Eagles. <laughs> uh, wide receiver core: they have Jeffrey Aguilar and uh, Torrey Smith. Um, I mean, a couple of years ago, you'd say Alshon Jeffrey is easily the best wide receiver in this game. Um, but then you look at our side of the ball. We've got Thielen and Diggs. And also um, Jerry's right. Jerry's right. Jerry's right. Making huge makes catches. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just shows up on third and long. That's he does. his game. <laughs> it's very true, Doug. Again, with some of these uh, these stats for the show, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey has played pretty well against uh, Zimmer and the Vikings over the last couple of years. Obviously, he played them quite a bit on Chicago. He's got games with 135 yards, 116 yards, although his last two games haven't been great. Xavier was very young and didn't know how to play in 2014. Yes, I like Xavier against uh, Alshon, Uh, um, and then I take our wide receivers. I absolutely take our wide receivers in this. Alshon, no disrespect to him. He's just not been the player he was in in Chicago, in Philadelphia. He's a good player. Aguilar has probably more drops than any, any starter in the NFL over the last three years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think you can factor in chemistry here, too. I mean, Keenum's obviously got more chemistry with... I mean, just look at... Like, those bounce passes. Look, look so. at what, yeah, usually doesn't even, work in the NFL. <laughs> even just look... Like, if you're just watching Thielen on Lattimore this, this past Sunday, I mean, some of those catches were just absurd. Unbelievable, like, yeah. I mean, the guy is just a gamer. He's incredible. He's incredible. Like, that one where he was held and then passed interfered with and still made the catch? Right. Come on. Uh, tight end. This is uh, Rudolph and Ertz. Ertz is one of the best in the game. This um, is advantage. It's advantage Eagles. Eagles yes, Ertz yeah. is better than Rudy. And I feel bad. Rudolph had never gotten that um, sports hernia. I honestly probably would have get. He'd still be up there with. Not that he's a bad tight end, but Ertz, Ertz definitely gets the advantage here. Yeah, but I think if you just go overall like receiving core too, you still lean Vikings. Oh, yeah. And that includes tight ends. Yeah. Rudy's yeah. a good pass, tight end. Pass catchers, as yeah. as it were. Sure. And Rudy's pass probably catchers, a better yeah. run blocker than uh, Ertz. Ertz. Just a bigger dude. Could be. And then uh, offensive line, Tom, I don't know if you want to take point on this one. I don't obviously know much about the Eagles' offensive line. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I know a little bit about it. I mean, Jason Peters – He's done for the season. He was the anchor. He's been there for forever. Uh, you know, Jason Kelsey, I think he's the first team all pro this year. Uh, don't know much about Brandon Brooks. I know that Lane Johnson's also been one of the best players in the NFL. His position, right tackle. I believe he's out as well. And Naitai has to play. Or Vitae has to play. Yeah, Johnson's um, out for the year. Yeah, so they're they're down both tackles. Um, this group, however, mauled the Falcons last week. Yeah. They dominated Obviously the a different front four when you look at the Vikings and the Falcons, but yes. We're, I, I would say that this definitely would go to the Eagles if they were 100% healthy. I actually think that we have the advantage because they're not healthy. Kelsey's their best one left. Their guards are both solid players with nothing to stand out. Um, you you look at us. We've got Riley Reef. I think he's been above average left tackle. He was great in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Rammers has been solid this year. Elfline, all rookie team. 
Um, uh, Joe Berger has been one of the better guard centers in the NFL over the last couple of years. I, I, like I said, I mean, I, as much as I want to say, I think I came into this thinking a line that's going to be Eagles. I think this is either a wash or Vikings, actually, given the fact that the Eagles are going to be hurt. Yeah, I mean, if you want to just, like, flip it around and look again, if we want to do the same thing we kind of did last year and do line versus line, this that's, like, maybe the biggest, probably the biggest battle of the game. That's, like, where the game is going to be won because both teams defensively rely heavily on their defensive line. Um, obviously, uh, Fletcher Cox is a monster as a defensive lineman. Um, I actually, you know, I, I think that we have the better O-line. I think they have the better D-line. And actually, I think they have the advantage. Between the two? Because they're going to be coaching their players like this is their chance to win. I, mm-hmm. I've said this all along, you know, going back to, like, the overall. If they're going to beat us, it's going to be in the most predictable, disrespectful way possible. And that's going to be they're going to try to dominate us on the our offensive line, sack our quarterback, and not let us run the ball, suffocate us. And then on the other end, they're going to try to run the ball down, down our throat. Right. If we prevent those two things from happening, then it's, it's Foles trying to beat us. And right. Keenum gets to have a field day. So I, they, they win that just because I think they know that's like their only path to success is dominating our offensive line. It's the biggest thing. So I, that's yeah, my I mean, Cam Jordan had success on Sunday. Yeah. I well, mean, like, we need to put Hill back on the bench. Scary, yeah. yeah. So, Cam Jordan? Yes. Scary man. Yeah. I wouldn't want to know. Scary name, you, too. Yeah, yeah. Do you hear him say like something like, uh, like shouldn't have mattered, I should have got to the quarterback yeah. on that last play? He's like, that's on me, should have been there. It's like, that's kind of like that, yeah. actually. <laughs> kind of like that. His dad was a Viking. Oh, yeah. um, Michael? And then uh, linebacker. So I'm going to go offensive line we're going to give to the Vikings, D-line give to the Eagles. Yeah. We comfortable with that? Yeah. Um, got the linebacking Which core. Which is crazy, by the way, because we have Limbaugh, Everson, Daniil, Brian Robinson, Tom Johnson. Tom Johnson, yeah. They have the, probably the best defensive line in the NFL. We probably have, like, no, maybe the Jags. What if, what right? if yeah, we, Jags. Jags, I mean, and of, us. so three teams left. They just haven't been getting any pressure lately. Yeah. Yeah, but our talent is... Okay, what if what if we just scrap the entire football game and just put Linval and Fletcher Cox just in a cage? Just together. <laughs> just whoever walks out. Whoever yeah, walks like, out. What do you feel better about, that football game or that cage match? I kind of feel better about the cage match. I love Linval. You get Linval hungry, like don't feed Fletcher him for two Cox days. Mean, Dude, you ever hear, I think it was, I can't remember if it was Robinson. I think it was Brian Robinson say that this, the strongest guy he ever played with is Linval Joseph. Yeah. I mean, he's been playing for a long time. And just think about all of the, like, I mean, like look at Everson. And he didn't even bat an eye at that. He was like Linval. Dude, strongest guy I've ever I've seen. I've only ever found myself staring at one defensive <laughs> lineman in a game Daniel? ever. No, and it's Linval. Oh, no, Linval. Daniel's arms are beautiful. Yeah, though. I've stared at Daniel before. No, I'm saying like during the plays, yeah. I'm like, oh, if this is a run, I immediately look for Linval because yeah. he just starts exploding linemen. He's he's an animal. Uh, linebacker, it's the Kendricks battle. Um They've got, they've got good ones. I don't know too much about them. I want to give Barr and Kendricks the advantage here, but Gideon's the weak spot. Um, this might be a wash. I mean, Brandon Brandon Graham's pretty darn good, but I don't know the other guy. Um, who is it? What's his name again? Seriously, give me a second here. Well, um, they... Uh, yeah, Hicks, um, Michael Kendricks. Yeah, right? they've got Kendricks. It's the Kendricks Bowl. And Kendricks is good. I, I don't know. I'll let you guys do... Brandon Graham, sorry, he's left at defensive end, but he, he kind of plays linebacker. Um I'll let you guys choose this one. That one's tough. I mean, I I have a hard time picking against Kendricks and Barr personally, so I I would give it to the Vikings on that one. Yeah, this is past my naked eye test, but I I like our guys. Let's go with them. All right. (laughs) 
DB, you want to do DBs all together or cornerbacks in there? Cornerbacks. Cornerbacks, they've got Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby. This one's really obviously Vikes. And then, yeah, you got Rhodes and Waynes. Rhodes, Waynes, and Newman. Yeah. And, I mean, spot, Mackenzie Alexander. Obviously, mm. he that fourth and ten I leaves could. a sour taste in your mouth, but he had been better leading up to that in the last several weeks of the season. So, I yes, I agree. Us. Vikings safeties, they've got Malcolm Jenkins, who's – Kind of a monster himself, and uh, we've got Harrison Smith and hopefully Sandejo. Any word on that? What did, he was half participant today in practice. He's, I think he's, I think he's progressing, progressing well. He's progressing along the protocol in the positive fashion. He didn't miss practice today, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I give the safeties to us. An overall secondary, maybe the cornerbacks are more of a wash because Wayne's can sometimes be bad, but Wayne's played really well lately. And Malcolm Jenkins, don't disrespect him, but. The fact that Sandejo has played as well as he has over the last, like, five to ten games alongside Harrison Smith, we have maybe arguably the best two safeties anyone's put together in years. Which, Did you see Sandejo meeting Harrison in the, uh, like, tunnel afterwards? Like, do you think he knew where he was? <laughs> like, what? Do you think he, no, I'm just, like, do you think he knew, like, do you think he was clearly concussed and, like, in a bad spot? Yeah. Do you think, like... He could fully grasp what was happening while, like, I mean, the noise, everything going on, your head's a, like yeah. a puddle of, of porridge, <laughs> and and you guys just had the greatest comeback in NFL postseason history. Not comeback, but maybe single play. I know. Like, did he even watch that? Did I have no idea. Like, it? Like, did it did it ruin his brain when the, it was so loud just, in there? He like, just, like, meets Harry in the hotel, and he's like, hey, did we win? Yeah, did we win? What happened out there, buddy? Like, <laughs> tough seat, like, tough loss, like, good season. That was a defensive turning point, too. When he went out, he went well, south after yeah, that. Well, immediately afterwards, Rhodes gets beat by Thomas, and Rhodes was, like, livid about yeah. that play. He was all over Michael Thomas. Right. Um, I, don't, I don't think, and we don't have to dig into that. I don't think it was malicious. I think Rhodes actually came out and, said that he didn't think it was either but no um, obviously and I think he kind of let the, the moment get the best of him a yeah. bit um but yeah that was a turning point definitely in the game and then special teams they've got their punter Donnie Jones kicker Jake Elliott uh kick returner and punt returner Barner uh I'll be honest I don't know much about anyone here yeah what do Jake, you got Tom Jake Elliott just sounds like the name of a Jake Elliott was he he hit the uh, yeah he hit the first game of the season he hit like a long oh, yeah, game winning like field goal yarder. against uh, was it against the Giants yeah um, I don't know if I like like you said I, I'm going with our guys in this one because Forbath to me was Elliott's better you think Elliott's better Elliott's better I will give it to the <laughs> Eagles hell then again Wally hates Sky Forbath and thinks Forbath. he's trash he's solid he just doesn't have a chin. That's the yeah, problem. Well, he's Dobby the house elf. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, th- That's my biggest beef. I said this last week. My biggest beef with Forbat is every time he goes out to kick uh, a kick, sorry, kick a kick, he looks like the most nervous human being on the planet. Yeah. Like, he, he looks like, I'm going to totally shank mm-hmm. the shit out of this. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys should never send me out here. What am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, he literally... <laughs> I had this weird helmet on. He, I look nervous. He's the closest person I've seen, like, human being, to looking like a house elf in my entire life. Yeah. It's crazy. He looks exactly <laughs> like Dobby. His nose is, like, popping out of his face mask. <laughs> Uh, and then maybe the we'll give the special teams to the Eagles. Uh, CEO Sam seemed pretty confident about that. And then coaching Zimmer, I Zimmer. think again, unless we play Belichick, it's going to be Zimmer for me. And yep. I think he, I think, and we didn't really talk about some of those coaching decisions, but he had less questionable coaching decisions than Sean Payton, who, from everything I've heard, like leading into that game, they had Sean Payton over Zimmer in the coaching battle. 
which I thought was preposterous. Zimmer's the man. Zimmer is the man. Zimmer owns me. Yep. Zimmer and Diggs both have a stake in my life. <laughs> um, so, like, running through, quarterback Vikings, running back Eagles, wide receivers Vikings, tight ends Eagles, offensive line Vikings, defensive line Eagles, linebackers, cornerbacks, safeties Vikings, special teams Eagles, coaching Vikings. What's our prediction? I, you know, I, I have a hard time believing the Eagles are going to score more than 10, 13 points. Um, they might be the first team to play an entire game without crossing half. Right. I think that we probably win. I, you know, I said 24 earlier. Maybe I want to give the Eagles defense more respect. I, maybe I go 20 to 13. Um, almost all their points are going to be field goals if they get in range. Maybe 20 to 12. I, I, just, I, just, I just don't see Nick Foles. He dinked and dunked his way down the field in Atlanta. We're going to play press. We're going to get pressure. Make him beat you. We're going to mm-hmm. stack the box so they can't run. Make Nick Foles beat you. He can't do it, I don't think. Atlanta had a horrible game plan. I'm going Vikes. 20, count, put me down for 20 to 13. All right, I'll go right uh, a lower scoring game. I think that it's going to be a struggle all game. I actually think it's going to be pretty close. I'm going to go 17-13. Going to go two field goals and a touchdown mm-hmm. for the Eagles. Okay. Maybe like a defensive touchdown too. I don't know. It could be special teams. I think we win in convincing fashion too. I just don't. I, it's kind of one of those things where the Eagles might get 12, 13 points, but like it doesn't. Yeah. It, yeah. it looks like they're laboring to get field goals. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's going to be kind of a, a maybe a gross game. Like for Graves. people that aren't aren't fans of the teams, but uh, I yeah. think we pull it out. The yeah. Big, one of the big things. Sorry, Doug, go ahead. No, please. Okay, I was gonna say one of the big things that I, I noticed early on in the the pregame was um, looking, taking a look at it was um, the Eagles would have had a big advantage if it was gonna be bitter cold there. It's not. It's gonna be forties. Yeah, it's actually gonna be pretty nice for January in Philadelphia. It's gonna be forties and, and cloudy, not twenty and snowing. So yeah. um, I yeah. think we win. Yeah, I mean, I hate to continue the basically the same thing. I, my my number is twenty one twelve. I think Eagles Ooh, will, Eagles four are gonna, field goal. Yeah, we're going four field four, goals. Two gonna, touchdowns, two mixed extra mixed extra points. Well, you guys spit it how you want. <laughs> I think they'll hit a couple long field goals, uh, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I honestly could see them scoring like a defensive touchdown or something yeah. too. Like, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Actually, no, I was thinking like six safeties, but six safeties. <laughs> wow. 20, 21, 12, <laughs> yeah. Eagles score six safeties. <laughs> I like that. And then who do you think we're playing in the Super Bowl if we go with our predictions? If, who do we play if we go to the Super Bowl? Right, but I'm saying we did our predictions. We might as well keep it going. Patriots, Patriots. do they cover? Eight and a half right now. No, I Seriously? thought no, no, no. I saw that it was going to be three and a half pats if we played them. No, I'm saying cover the Jacksonville game. Eight and a half against the Jags. Yeah. I don't think so. I think Jags might cover that. You game. think so? Yeah. I think Jags will cover. No. I don't know. Gillette, I, man. It's not yeah. Gillette. And it's the, it's the Patriots. 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 Those Patriots. darn Patriots. <laughs> Patriots. Patriots. Uh, Titans. Minus 13 and a half was the easiest money I've made yeah. in a while. Um, so that pretty much wraps it up. Any last thoughts on the Vikes? Doug? What a fun season, it. man. Even if it ends, we had the Minneapolis Miracle. I don't think it's going to. Um, I want to go to the big dance, man. Yeah, me too. I And with the Minneapolis Miracle, this has been far and away the most fun week of uh, like Minnesota talk radio that there's ever been. Yeah, for sure. Holy smokes. I know. I was like so just fun. trying to think of how the local media is going to handle the potential Super Bowl. Everyone, it's just like, going to be, just, gonna be just suicides. Gonna Nobody's going to know what to do. <laughs> Seriously. It's just going to be mass suicides. Uh that kind of do it for sports. We took about a full hour on the Vikings. Yeah, heavy Vikes this week. We want to do five reason. minutes of Doug talk. 
Yeah, what do you guys want to hear? You can about? introduce one, one, one quick Wolves plug. They did take third in the Western Conference this last week, which was nice, but they, they lost it last night. Yeah, they're, they they're jockeying game. with the Spurs, but Kawhi's out indefinitely. This so. has been a great Wolves season, and that's all we have to say today. Yeah, we're feeling good about it. Five minutes of Doug Talk. I introduced this uh, earlier when we were searching, scratching our heads for five minutes of research topics. Um, Doug, I just, you know, I want to hear Doug, a little soliloquy, and, and what I came up with was. Sure. Uh, Doug riding the Minneapolis city bus. He drives it every morning to and from work. Puts on the, puts, yeah, put on the big boy pants and get on the bus and so, uh, see where it takes me every day. Doug, immediately burn those pants after you get off the Literally, bus. Literally, yeah. Doug, I, you, I know, I feel just filthy. And why I think this will be most interesting is Doug's one of the biggest clean freaks I've ever met in my entire life. He would wear shoes in our Rand bathroom in, in junior oh, wow. college. And, well, yeah, that's <laughs> well, kind of, for that's, good that's, reason. That's kind of legit. But, uh, Doug, uh, I got some point, pointers down there. I'd love for you to talk to. Sure. But uh, tell us about it. Yeah, well, I've been riding the bus for about a year. Um, I enjoy it. I don't. Okay, I don't enjoy it, it. First of all, I ride uh, like an average day is probably twenty five minutes That's downtown. Good, Can vary yeah. twenty. Sometimes with bad weather, it's been over an hour, which is brutal. Just brutal. Yeah. Especially because the bus, on the is, bus just is packed tough. and just like it's too much human contact. Yeah. Um, a lot of breath in there. A lot of stuff on. Yeah. And yeah. Huh? Brushed up on. And yeah, it's just always if a lot it, of coffee. It can be really, really squished in there. Yeah, yeah. everyone's just like just... exchanging carbon dioxide there. Just yeah, like it's just your not breath a lot of, is getting picked up. By, of, I'm breathing in your exhale, kind of thing. Yeah, it's like like they say, you don't want to be sick on an airplane, or you don't want to get sick from an airplane, and yeah. it's just kind of the same thing. Not a lot of airflow. Um, but I mean, I've never really ridden public transportation outside of Minneapolis. I have, I guess, before like New York. I don't know. I've I've experienced it, but. I think it's pretty good, but you still see some pretty interesting stuff. <laughs> I, yeah, Doug, I have your sight, sound, smells. Tell us about some yeah. of the craziest sights, sounds, I mean, and smells. I mean, you see that, have a, you ever been there when someone throws up on the bus? I haven't. I haven't seen someone puke, thankfully. You, but like, you've seen it, smelled it, experienced <laughs> it smokes. for what it is. It was definitely like a lot of um, like. What's the word like movements or people you know fluids things coming out of yeah, their bodily fluids bodily fluids yeah. that's what I was looking for um, yeah bus can really stink I mean especially in the summer because you got like the old businessman who's just walking uh, walking five blocks of the bus stop just reeks of sweat after mm-hmm. or you got homeless people who like no offense but they're gonna stink right they uh. stink um, and again like you're combined in this pretty small area like people are gonna be doing their thing and you're gonna smell some stuff yeah um I you think, ever had to get up and change positions because it smelled too bad where you were? I actually, yes, I actually have. And like, was it a bomb cracked or was it? Like, <laughs> no, uh, it was like just this dude just like, smelled so bad <laughs> that I couldn't physically be were you there. Gagging? Uh, I didn't get to the point of gagging, but I think you know I was mentally strong enough to withhold that. That's incredible. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have been. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you see some pretty wild, pretty wild people on there. Um, and really, even around the bus stops, is like yeah. where you see probably the craziest people because you just got homeless people like trolling around yeah. trying to get. A, yeah, I'm surprised by how many homeless people have dogs. Yeah, like where do they get these dogs? What do they? Feed is that the not shocking to anyone else? Yeah. Like we, ha- you can how do they you, feed them. Yeah, you can't feed you yourself. Can't feed themselves. You're in charge of another thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, take care of yourself first, and then maybe focus yeah. on something. I mean, I guess if you had a dog, I would probably try to give it to someone else, though. Doug, who's the drunkest person you've seen on the public city bus? <laughs> have, oh, and then a follow-up question from Tom is, have you ever like gotten on the bus in the morning and someone's just been hammered? Uh, yeah, you've definitely seen drunk people on there. Usually, though, like I get picked up in St. Louis Park, and it's a loop that's coming from like Hopkins area, so you don't see a ton of that really till you get downtown. But yeah, I mean, and like, you know... 
homeless people get on the bus and just ride it. Like, they don't really have a destination, but they're on the bus because it's warm. They don't have to pay, right? Well, I don't know. Sometimes they're nice enough and let you on. Maybe sometimes they scrap some change and get on the bus. I don't know. But they're And they're always, like, kind of humming, talking to themselves, doing weird stuff. Um, people talking to themselves will never make me like not uneasy. You ever seen someone just yeah, seriously, so, so just high? Very, I was I was in the stall. Not talking weed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it's like pretty tweaking. obvious. There was a dude yesterday that was like passed out, and it was like clearly from some Hair substance. Later, like yeah. he had a, yeah, he had his phone on his lap, and it just fell to the ground. <laughs> and then, like, and Doug, everyone kind of looked around, the... like, uh, like, do we tell him? Do we like wake him up? Doug, if your phone fell on the ground on the bus, do you just throw it in the trash? Yeah, and then I just like pull the window down and dive out. <laughs> um, I think okay. So one thing you have on here, like, what would you say? Worst and best thing you've seen? Uh, a couple weeks ago, I got on in the morning, so it's like you know eight o'clock or so. And a guy was coming from, you know, westbound St. Louis Park area, and he was, like, this scrappy-looking dude, kind of skinny, weird-looking guy, and he had bunnies to go. So he had, like, <laughs> legit bar food in a bag. Bar food in a bag. <laughs> like, I didn't even know bunnies was open that early. I guess I'm not that surprised, or who knows how old this food was, but he was taking this bunnies to go from somewhere. That was probably my favorite thing. That's an um, awesome move. Yeah, I mean, you got to give that guy credit. Like, if Bunnies is open for food at that time, what a what a move to go grab that before you get on the bus. I mean, I'm going to have to start Yeah, the for bus. work. <laughs> Bunnies has some unbelievable breakfast I've ever had. I've never been there for breakfast. Me either. It's greasy Never eggs. been up in time. Oh, yeah. so. Shut up, dog. <laughs> no, one, one last plug, and I asked this because I was remembering this. Uh, one time I took the bus with my brothers to TCF Bank to watch the Vikings game, and homeless guy on the bus who was so drunk was singing and talking to everybody and he sat next to my brother Dave and he pissed himself on the bus and the, oh. the pee, I saw I saw a pissed dude yesterday yeah, the pee started dribbling down the middle you know the bus has that slanted thing in the middle mm-hmm. it was flowing down that thing <laughs> oh my, and my brother saw it my brother just starts doing the Dave Mill and gag <laughs> <laughs> And then we get off the bus, and he's with his now wife, Erica. I think they'd maybe just gotten married, actually. And he just, and she, had, she took the bus every day to work, and he, and he just gets off. Phaser. And he's just flipping out because he's not going on the bus very much. And he's like, if that's what the bus is like, you are not taking the bus anymore. We will pay for parking. And she's like, Dave, come on. Like, it's usually not like that. I'm like, that guy peed himself in the middle of the bus. That smelled horrible. I couldn't believe it. I was just there just laughing yeah. so hard. Well, I will say, my worst experience on the bus, was sitting in an unidentified pool of liquid. <laughs> oh god! And that was that was on the like morning. Yeah, unidentified. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Like very good chance it was urine. Do you have bus pants and then another pair of pants? And you I just need like you straight need, like yeah, plastic. Yeah, you need wind pa- Like you need like a pair of like shells. Like, yeah, like, just like rubber pants. Yeah. Just knowing you, I just can't believe that you do that. I've I've changed. I've grown. What's the coughing <laughs> like? The last question. What's the coughing like? Hacking. Is it everyone just hacking? Yeah, I mean, there's there's some hacking in there, but there's worse the, things, so you kind of just get distracted. Do you notice the regulars, like, one person gets sick, and you just notice, like, over the week or oh, two? Oh, it's just like just, a procession. Like, yeah, the guy, behind, the so guy behind him now is sick, and he's yeah. gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to just quickly bring this story up, because you talked about pissing yourself. I went down to Northfield yesterday to call a, a girls' high school hockey game, which, by the way, was 11 nothing after two periods. Whoa. The other team's only goalie got hurt. They had a player in pads. It was maybe the worst experience of my life, trying to talk myself through that game, but that's neither here nor there. 
What the real story is is I, I stopped at that Flying J off the highway. Ooh, oh, Flying yeah. J. I need I needed some gas like a bad like I didn't know if I was gonna make it to Quick Trip. Flying J is sketchy. Yeah, and I went in because I hadn't gotten time to eat anything, so I was just gonna grab like a like a candy bar or something to get mm-hmm. me through the game. I'm standing in line this and it's like big trucker stop area for people that don't know. It's like one of those ones that's got the diner, the shower, it's the whole nine yards. Oh, yeah. This guy walks through like older looking guy, big gnarly beard, pants just. Full of piss, just <laughs> piss all over the front of his pants. He's walking around like. Did this just happen? I have no idea. I, my best guess is that he couldn't make it. Like he was driving his truck and just wow. pissed himself. He's just like he, whatever. He had. He just had. A, he had a mug. He went, filled it up with coffee. Went and stood in line <laughs> with a pants, pants full of piss. <laughs> so it was clearly wet. Like it was. Yes, it was fresh. very noticeable. Wow. It was probably Dude, I respect fresh. him for just owning. Yeah, it. just owned it. Crazy. I respect that. Do you think he didn't have anything to piss in in his truck? Or, like, just uh, pull over on the side of the highway. I don't want to speculate. <laughs> oh, my lord. That's disgusting. <laughs> it was crazy. That's so gross. I couldn't believe it. I was wow. like, you're just, wow. The homeless guy's piss smelled so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was so gross. All right, last oh, thing we'll do overs of the week. Uh, these are both pretty tricky. Vikes and Eagles are at 39. Pats and Jags are at 46 and a half. I really don't like either of these, to be mm-hmm. honest. If I had to guess, I would say... Vikes Eagles just kind of like loses its mind somewhere during that game, it like kind of like the Jaguars Pittsburgh game, because um, I don't think the Patriots are a. I don't think they're gonna score that much on the Jags. Jags, I don't think are gonna score that much on the Patriots. I I don't think the Patriots are gonna score more than they need to. Really, you know, I don't think they're gonna try to put up forty. I don't think that's gonna be their game. Plan. I don't think any of these either of these games are going over. But like I, I agree with you actually. But I kind of reverse. I think maybe the Pats Jags game goes just loses its too. brain, like kind of like, like Pats Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Steelers. Yeah, could be. So hammer those hours. <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's gonna do it for us this week. I hope everyone makes it to Sunday. I'm. 50-50 right now, Vegas yeah. odds. I hope Doug gets peed on by a homeless guy. That would, uh, way. And if then, it meant that the Vikes win this weekend, I'll, I'll get peed on. I, I get, get peed, peed on. on by a homeless guy every day for a year, the Vikes win the Super Bowl. <laughs> if, oh, hey, Super Bowl as long yeah. as I could say, like, this is what's happening to me, like, why I keep showing up. Yeah, this yeah. is why I keep showing up for the work this way. I made a deal with the devil. But, uh, yeah, I do the same. All right, that's it for us this week. We'll see you guys next week. Happy, sad, rain or shine, we'll be here. So, Woo! Skull. Beauty. Wow. Wow.